Uh, Sage forgot to turn the mics back on. We're good. We're good. We're all right. We're doing Hour two of the game. Fine. Full two hours. Still got number one song of the day. Ask us anything coming up. We are going to hear from Adrian Martinez, K-State's new quarterback from transfer from Nebraska. It's his second time talking to the media, but we got to catch up with him about how spring ball went. And he shared a really cool story about him meeting Colin Klein in Lincoln, Nebraska, when that whole decision to come to K-State all went down. Mitch Fortner alongside with uh, Troy Coverdale to my 2 o'clock. My 12 o'clock is David G. And my 10 o'clock across the glass. Running the show today is Sage Williams. I'm sure we'll get DG tomorrow, or not DG, uh, Big Steve tomorrow because probably play some uh, Do They Know It and... uh, Rest of the rest of the week, we're going to be just an hour and a half because K State baseball. Keep this in mind because of Easter, um, K State baseball will play Thursday, Friday, Saturday instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So no Sunday game this week. But the Texas Longhorns will be in town for a three-game series. Now, before we continue on, Sage, I believe I heard you say during the weather that we are going to be having a freeze warning. No, sorry, it is a. Oh yeah, it is a freeze warning. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, was reading the uh in the middle of April know. yeah uh-huh freeze warning tonight so yeah because I mean obviously it was 91 degrees yesterday so naturally freeze warning tonight see to me that's unfair if you're scrambling to get your taxes done you should have to scramble to keep warm yeah you know what I mean sorry gotta well, do we gotta do it I thought it was interesting because I read those uh advisories it's a freeze warning tonight fire weather watch tomorrow Mm-hmm. Back to back, so that's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah, well, that makes it, sense. It's because we're just so stinking dry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to what the wind is going to be tomorrow, and the fact that it's so dry, it will have nothing to do with the temperature tomorrow. Mm. It, it was weird. Uh, Big Steve, uh, Chris Swick, and I were all kind of watching the weather, doing severe weather coverage last night, and uh, I, I learned something that I didn't know what the threshold was for a storm being severe or not severe, and it basically just comes down to wind speed. And the size of hail. Hmm. So what I, what he said, it was like, the reason when the storm was rolling through our area, like Riley County, the reason it wasn't severe was because we were not at 60 miles per hour with the wind and the hail was not an inch in diameter. We were just barely below that. But the, the National Weather Service was like, hey guys, we're still going to have some strong thunderstorms. I don't <laughs> you, think it really got too bad here, did it? No, not like Clay. Clay, yeah, Clay Center got hammered. Got hammered, man. Yeah. Shout out to Clay Center. Um, Yeah. That it's just funny. It's like sixty miles an hour is it cut off? Nope. It said it was fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay, it was fifty-five. Because okay. when it's forty-five, it is whipping the wind. You know, like that is causing problems. Fifty-five. Good God. Well, earlier today we had our last press conference for spring football. The football team of K State will wrap up this spring on Saturday. A reminder, fans, there will not be an open practice on Saturday. <laughs> why are you booing? <laughs> that there won't be an open practice. <laughs> well, I, know, I know how it goes. Okay. But you know why, right? It, it, yeah. It's because there's just nothing there for personnel well, right now. Yeah. They're shorthanded. Here's Coach Kleiman from, uh, well, I was going to play Coach Kleiman from earlier today, but. Uh, Can you play uh, that Coach Kleiman clip? Yeah, uh, do you want to hold your horses, sir, <laughs> so I can get this teed up? I had the wrong uh, clip ready to go. Here we go. Probably the least amount of scrimmage that uh, I have done in my time as a head coach from a spring ball session, simply because uh, I think the other day we were down to three uh, defensive linemen, 
and then um, we lost Stang, who was helping us out, and um, Nelson Pipes was one of the three, and he's a long snapper, and Pipes is doing a heck of a job. So it's just been hard, and every time we have a drill, offense versus defense, we have to supplement that with the special teams for five or six minutes to get those three kids a breath, and they go hang out on the side. And so we probably will get one guy back tomorrow and Saturday to maybe get us up to four or five, but I think the max we've had is five, and you can't function as a normal practice. So they're just trying to keep guys healthy as possible. They're limiting reps, of course. I I wouldn't say limiting reps, but they are limiting as much as they would do offensively and defensively, probably not as much as they usually would. And that's because of how they're shorthanded, especially a defensive end. And Coach, you just heard, he actually mentioned during the press conference where they would go four or five minutes offense, defense, seven on seven, you know, defense and offense head on. Not much scrimmage like Coach just said. And then they would have to take a break, and they would just work on special teams because they needed to give those defensive line a break. Right. It's, a, it's the same three guys going every single play Oof. for five minutes at a time, which I'm like, hey, guy, you know, I, I know you're throwing in a long snapper, but you know that's a good way to get these guys in football shape. <laughs> yeah. More reps, more reps, more reps. And <laughs> yeah. maybe all of a sudden you found out, hey, this long snapper can uh, maybe snap some ankles. <laughs> I'm ready to go, Coach. He's, you know me, He's baby. ready to play more than <laughs> just snapping uh, some punts and field goals. This guy's our all-star. But, yeah, and who wants to watch more guys get hurt? Here's the thing. So he, it was also mentioned during the press conference today that they have this area called the pit. Ooh. Now, when you hear the name the pit, you think, all right, this is where we separate the man from the, the men from the boys. That's right. This is where we find who is tough, who's ready to go full bore, who's ready to give everything they got to win a competition. Like I think of like the Oklahoma drill, uh-huh. and who who didn't play football back in the day and not have to do uh, the Oklahoma drill once in a while? Oh man, it was a staple. <laughs> and so that's not exactly what the pit is. The pit is where all the injured guys hang out. Oh, and they'll work out, do some activities. Stay active, you know, maybe you know, run, do whatever. Like anything you can imagine without going like, you know, hitting guys or in pads or like Adrian Martinez, you know, you're not hammering the football down the field. You're, you're doing your workout stuff. Uh, and then uh, I believe it was Will Honus had told us that, and I, I plan on playing the audio tomorrow, but he did hint that um, like they may get a break once in a while to watch practice. Uh, so, but they don't uh, they don't go as long as they usually would with the scrimmaging. Mm-hmm. So they got to give the, those guys on the D line, which are already limited, and they're throwing. I mean, even at running back, I know guys aren't uh, exactly hurt. I mean, I, I know there's a, a guy or two is banged up, but you have you know Jackson E now. He's playing running back, and um, I, I would I, I definitely have the feeling that there isn't quite the depth that Casey would like at running back, but behind Deuce Vaughn, it's just not there. It's just. Really turned into a matter of spring ball has been bailing wire and twine putting it together this year. Well, and Coach mentioned, like he said, that they they still feel like they've gained everything they could out of spring. Like it wasn't too crazy different, but he just went into the way things were scheduled. It just sure. wasn't probably normally scheduled practices were like they normally would be. Now I do want to move on here because Brandon Jennings was brought up in the press conference today. He transferred on Monday after 98 days with the team, and we did talk uh, about him yesterday. And uh, you know, Coach didn't go really too much into it, but here's what Coach said about the transfer. 
it just didn't work out. And um, uh, we wish him well. And that's kind of where I'll leave it at in the fact of, you know, it's we're going to focus on the guys that are here, but it just it didn't work out. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best. So there you go. That's that's it. That we're Nothing more. Can't really speak any more to that. But I do want to go back to the offensive side of the football. Adrian Martinez, uh, we know he's been working out the arm. He is tossing the ball a little bit, but he's definitely not full speed tossing the football. But he is doing some full speed things at practice. He does a lot of the run game stuff. That's when you guys see him out there in pads. Is it's a run play. He's on an end with Will, and he's going through everything as if it's a play except for if it's a pass. If you go look at Adrian Martinez's numbers in his career, he is a dynamic runner. Yes. And this is where K-State brings a lot of the quarterback run game back into the arsenal. And I know I'm excited about that, and I'm glad Adrian Martinez is at least able to run the football a little bit, and he's not you know, just working out his arm all through practice. He's still working in the reps and keeping in shape when it comes to using his feet. Now, I did have to ask about the uniforms. Here's the clip from earlier in the game or in the uh, press conference because I saw the white helmet on the table that it was just brought in for some reason. It had nothing to do with the press conference. But I was like, you know what? I brought it up so many times in the show. I got to ask about it. Black uniforms. I want black uniforms. I think the black with like a purple power cat would look incredibly good. But uh, here's Coach on uh, not exactly just black in general, but maybe new uniforms in general. Um, not likely to happen this year. Part of that is us getting out to Nike sometime, and uh, it's been tough to get out there with pandemic things. That stuff takes time. My 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 brother's in the, the uniform business. And uh, talking to him on a daily basis about trying to get product out with supply chain stuff, I would be nervous about purchasing something and thinking that's going to get to where it's supposed to be uh, in time. Uh, but um, something that uh, we will continue to, to talk about, uh, but uh, probably not uh, in the near, near future. So there you go. It makes sense. I get it. And I understand. I, I don't like it, but I will learn to accept it. Just like everything else you don't like, you learn to accept it, typically. Um, that um, I, I, I guess sometimes, uh, someday I'll settle about not having any uh, black uniforms. I'll just stick with the basketball ones. Yeah, but I mean, you, you might you might be able to just you know settle and you know accept it, but you're always going to fight for it, you know. And that's what I want you to keep doing. Oh, I mean, I'm never going to stop bringing it up. Yeah, bring it up. Do, do you really want to get mocked like Iowa State? For wearing uh, black. First of all, Iowa State's black uniforms suck. Are incredible. <laughs> no, the black and the white ones. Now I don't agree about wearing them for the Iowa game. I don't agree with them wearing them. Period, because they're wearing the color of their rival. That is well, odd. That is odd. It is odd. But black is a pretty I big mean, color for K State. I mean, do we really want to wear red and blue? No. Maybe not black. <laughs> K-State has been selling black merch, and I'm pretty sure black is an official color of K-State, along with the royal purple and whatever. They sell a lot of merch that ha- that's black. I, I have know. a lot of black Me K-State too. merch. Me too. Sage is shaking her head yes. Zero. I like that. I mean, I'll say this. The basketball jerseys during the Frank Martin era, when they came out with those basketball jerseys, it was like, oh, <laughs> 
Ooh-wee, boy. They looked amazing. I wish they'd bring those back, too. But See, I was worried. You, you went, a hoo-wee, boy. That could have been a bad. Right. A oh, no, it was boy? good. It was a, a good one. It, it was a good as in, I'm getting that shirt tomorrow, boy. Now, one more clip I want to play here, and that is about the faster offense. I think this is probably the best answer we got about any sort of detail on what exactly that meant about when we were hearing a moving faster, a faster moving offense. Here's what Coach said. Well, he and I had the conversation about it prior to the bowl game. It's something that I wanted to do as well. Just because you don't huddle doesn't mean you're going to snap it within 12 seconds and you're going to get run off 95 plays because on the other side of the ball, you're going to probably defend 93 plays and you're not going to last. It's just trying to give some people a little bit different look, utilize the matchups, and and we really feel, and we wanted to utilize that against LSU, was the matchups that we have. It's difficult to defend Phillip. It's difficult to defend Malik. It's difficult to defend Deuce. You get all three of them out there, and you're going a little bit quicker. Guys like Cade make plays. Guys like Senate can make plays. Guys like Sammy can make plays. And all of a sudden, everybody gets involved, and there's more opportunities. So the he coach mentioned was Colin Klein. Uh, so this is their baby, and uh, we got a little piece of it in the bowl game, like Coach said, which was uh, was pretty cool to watch. The no huddle, and, and Coach, you know, he, he said it right there. I mean, and we've seen it from multiple programs where, yeah, just because you're hurrying up doesn't mean you're going to snap it in 12 to 15 seconds like Texas Tech would. It's just kind of a instead of, we're just not going to huddle. We're going to get a lot of call. All the calls are coming from the sideline, like they already are with the huddling. We're just going to mix it up. And sometimes we'll huddle, sometimes we won't. So I like mixing it up, and hopefully that does open things up a lot more to get the ball to your playmakers. All right, let's take a timeout because speaking of playmakers, when we come back, we're going to hear the uh, media from earlier today with new K-State quarterback Adrian Martinez next. Well, guys, my mic stand broke. Wow. That was was interesting. Well, luckily, that was cool. We have this interview with the media uh, from the media with uh, Adrian Martinez. I'll just hold it; no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look cool, man. Look, That's what she cool. said. <laughs> oh, what Ooh, a look day! At this stage look here. What That's a right. Day. Two dudes show up late, and right? microphone stand for a day, man. Plus, you get plus having to put kicked. up with me. I mean, you know, I got beat up. Yeah. Well, here, I'm trying to move this without. Making it too obvious, but I, I literally like the mic stand is upside down, <laughs> and I'm holding the microphone with now. my right hand. Yeah, right before we came on air, wow. I just slightly adjusted it. Like I, it's a very radio thing, right? Right before you're about to come on air, you slightly adjust the microphone. Yep, and um, that's what I did, and it came off the screw. It looks like an easy fix. Just, uh, just got to do it. Come on, Paul, get in here right now. <laughs> Where you at, buddy? You're leaving us hanging. All right. Adrian Martinez spoke with the media earlier today. Coming back from that shoulder injury that sidelined him for the rest of the year. He didn't miss too much. It was in late November when the injury happened, but it was also the last time he would be seen by Nebraska fans in a Nebraska uniform. Now he is a cat, and he is the transitional quarterback as he's kind of looked like. Obviously, we're expecting him to do some great things around here. But, you know, it was obviously felt by the coaching staff they needed somebody with more experience. They went to the transfer portal and found a pretty cool guy. And he spoke with the media earlier today. And uh, 
here it is. Is it frustrating at all, not being able to do everything? Um, you know, it was something I knew coming into the process, so uh, frustration is a part of it, but I understand it, and I've been patient. That's, uh, I know it'll pay off in the long run. You feel like you've been held back from being fully acclimated from given the limitations of your... Uh, no, I don't think I've been held back. Uh, Coach Klein, uh, the other quarterbacks, and myself, you know, we've all put a lot of work into it. And, um, you know, Coach Klein's done a good job of finding ways to get me reps and uh, getting in the film room, those type of things. So I don't think I've been held back in any way. What impressed you out of the gate with Coach Klein? I would say his, his commitment to being a great coach and not only a great coach but a great leader you know he finds time in each day to talk about something that's not related to football and uh it's something i really appreciate and i've already taken some life lessons from him coach mentioned that he saw you out there kind of throwing the ball around how did it feel just to be able to do that yeah um i mean it's it's what i love to do so it was uh, great when that moment finally happened and, uh, you know, continuing to progress and seeing that that progress in myself is, uh, you know, it's motivating. It's what keeps me going. What was the first day that you threw? Um, shoot, I couldn't tell you. I know I was clear to throw, it was 16 weeks post-surgery, so um, not too far removed. And um, how far can you throw it? What's your range right now? Um, <laughs> well, I'll say this. In my progression, uh, we go up to 50 to 55 yards. So that's what I'm working on right now. Okay. Do you have a time in mind when you'd like to be out there doing seven-on-seven seven stuff? Yeah. I mean, as soon as possible. But, again, it's important for me to stay patient. And, uh, you know, I trust Coach Kleinman and Coach Klein and, and Mindy, our trainer, um, to have the right timing for me. How do you feel the locker room cohesion has developed as the spring has gone along? Uh, really good. You know, I, I really like this group of guys, and uh, I'm thankful they've been so welcoming to me. Um, part of that's earned, and I think they've gotten to know me, and they'll continue to get to know me, and I'll continue to get to know them. So uh, feel good about it. I feel about, good about our progression as a, as a team and as a unit. Because of the need of the time and cohesion with your receivers, does that make this summer a little bit more important than other ones? Uh, I wouldn't say uh, more important is the right uh, phrase, but you know every summer is important. And for me, I'm, I'm going to make sure I, I make the time and I'm going to make sure those guys make the time, and uh, we'll all be there getting better. Have you tried to develop a rapport with the offensive line given the restricted level of play you've had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are certain things that I, I think this program does uh, really well, and, and that's making sure guys get quality time around each other. So some of that's been built in, but some of it as well is, is finding areas where I can get to know them better. Um, and even so, whether it's walkthroughs or, or practice, uh, making sure that I find the time to, uh, to represent myself the right way and that they can get to know me as a leader and a quarterback. After spending some time with them, what do you think of Will Howard as a quarterback? Uh, I think he's he's great. Um, really respect him as a person and as a football player. Something that has really struck me is how you know intelligent he is. Um, how much he loves to to get after it. You know, up on the board in the film room, um, and him as well. He's he's been so welcoming, and I, I'm truly thankful that the quarterback room isn't a hostile environment. You know, and you can see that across the country. It's not like that here. Um, Will Jake. Um, you know, Jaron and Coach Klein have all done a great job of welcoming me, and, and we understand it's a competition, but 
doesn't mean we, we can't help each other out, and that's exactly what Will, Will's done for me, and I, I look to do for him as well. During that 16-week uh, progression, uh, Adrian, when were times the toughest, and how did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, I would say early on is always the toughest part, just because you're really limited. Um, you're in a sling, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons to feel sorry for yourself. But um, I'm lucky enough to have really good people in my life that didn't allow me to do that. And uh, I got over that pretty quickly, you know. And, again, I got here pretty fast after that. It was a quick turnaround, and I think that helped me because immediately my mind was, was set on something else. You're throwing the ball in a different stadium than you have in the past. What's that feeling like? Uh, you know, I've, I've played in a lot of places, so I really haven't put too much thought to it. Um, but, you know, I, I like the feel of this one. Who among the defensive secondary is making plays this spring? Um, you know, I think it's it's fair to say you see some leaders in the secondary like TJ. Um, Julius has definitely made some plays as well. He he looks really good out there with his length and his ability to, to stay with guys with speed. So I'd say those two guys have, have really impressed me. But again, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to really face them. In the four months that you've kind of been here, is there anyone that's kind of blown you away that maybe you didn't weren't aware of beforehand? Mm. Not necessarily. Um, you know, I think everyone has really showed up to work, and uh, I've been impressed as a whole by the program and, and the level of dedication top down. Is there any receiver you're particularly looking forward to throwing to here when you get the, the go-ahead? Um, no, but I, I will say uh, I've been really impressed with the receiving core, you know, and the depth. Um, and our new receiver coach as well has done a great job of bringing those guys along. Um, but, I mean, shoot, whether it's Malik, Phil, um, Cade, Keenan, I mean, we have guys, and uh, it gives me a lot of confidence. And uh, I've heard both you and Colin talk about it, but the, the day you said you were transferred from Nebraska, he came up and met you in Lincoln, said you had dinner. Where did you guys go? Was that just at your apartment, or did you go somewhere out in public? Oh, uh, we went to Hopcat. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's right across from uh, Huddle. Uh, huddle headquarters and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I mean I consider Coach Klein to be like a college football legend and uh, he was kind of incognito in the back and when I had walked in <laughs> people started standing and clapping for me in, in Lincoln and of course I'm, I'm going to meet Coach Klein and they didn't realize this guy who you know Heisman Trophy finalist was just sitting over there I think if anyone deserved uh, you know some claps it was probably him but uh it was a pretty unique spot and uh, conversation I won't forget. So that, did people leave you alone after that? or did they? Of course, yeah. Yeah, once you're eating it, it's not really much of a thing. But uh, it was all, all good things, all positive. What, what was that, you know, what was that dinner like? How did he sell you on K-State so fast? Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is he wasn't a salesman, you know. Um, he was genuine, and he's been everything he said he would be. You know, he's, he's true to who he says he is, and uh, he shows up every day consistent. Um, so I, I saw that when I first met him, talked me through his offense and their plans for the future. And, uh, you know, I, I was really, you know, excited. Even on that first night, I wanted to try and take as much time as I could, but I had a good feeling right away from him. You guys have probably got some good stories about who played more hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he carried the ball a couple more times than me, so I'll, I'll give him the edge on that one. <laughs> there you have it. New K-State quarterback Adrian Martinez with the media earlier today from the Veneer Football Complex. I like that story about Colin Klein, who Colin was just waiting in the back of the restaurant for him, and here comes Adrian. People think he's a Nebraska Cornhusker. 
<laughs> Give him a standing O. No, he's about to become a wildcat. Guess what? <laughs> Surprise. So uh, microphone stand still broken, so I'm still kind of holding this microphone uh, against my chest. It looks cool the way you're holding it like that. So I'm going to limit the talking. <laughs> there is help on the way. We'll see if we get this thing fixed. It's literally upside down. Every move I make mm-hmm. is Every breath, breath you, you take. take. Mm-hmm. That is not the song coming up next, but we do have number one song of the day next. All right, so the microphone situation is temporarily fixed. I'm at a weird angle, but... From 1986, your number one song of the day is Human by the Human League. One week at number one. Whoa, those guys are getting really creative with their songs, titles. What's the other one, League? (laughs) You know what I'm saying, Troy? Yeah. Right? (laughs) The. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and turn it up. Human League, English synth-pop band from Sheffield, formed in 1977. There it is. I'll be honest with you, it kind of caught on with me when I was listening to it. When I put together number one songs, I listened to this song like three or four times in a row. It did catch on to me. Like... At first, I thought this song was just known for a catchy intro, and that's all we know about it. It's not a bad tune, but this early techno-pop act received a lot of MTV airplay. That's how they got a lot of attention in the United States. Also, they are known for being a big part of the second British invasion in the 1980s. They're still around today. They've sold over 20 million records worldwide, nine studio albums, six top 40 hits. This is their second of two number ones and this is from their fifth studio album called Crash they're the song Don't Don't You Want Me love that jam now that's a jam that's a jam this one stinks see okay so what I just said about Human is like at first you know I just thought it was a catchy intro but it caught on with me I'm the opposite with Don't You Want Me Baby like, at first, I was like, all right, this is a cool jam. After a while, I was like, you know what? It's not that good. Mm, nah. It gets kind of old quick. Win in Rome. Win in Rome, pal. Actually, they were not, not a bad band one. Yeah, one yeah, Win in well. Rome was great. No, that other song is rad, and it will always be rad. This song stinks. This song's stinky poopy. <laughs> exactly. Anytime a song goes, hey. I think it has decent harmony, which, by the way, we'll get to the harmony part in just a moment. That got interesting. So in this song, a guy is coming clean after cheating on his girl, telling her he only did it to fill the empty void inside him while they were apart. He confronts her, assuring her, quote, no one else could ever take your place. His excuse 
is a lame one, but it's all he's got. Quote, I'm only human. Later in the song, we hear from the woman who reveals that she also cheated on him while they were away. She's human too. We're both just crappy humans. Let's continue to be together. The idea for this song came from how cheating men tend to either get caught or spill their guts. Meanwhile, the women are better about hiding it. Mm. Well, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Eh. Sage says no, no, no. That's just a stereotype that we need to we need to get rid of it. Every cheater is a cheater, and they're gonna get caught every time. So the human league, when it comes to the singing. You have one guy and two gals. Mm-hmm. Phil Oakey is the guy, the, the ladies, Susan and Sully and Joanne Catherall. <laughs> so here's here's what's interesting about this. So Phil Oakey said, man, I had a really tough time singing this song because usually I don't really sing. I'm just kind of go with this mechanical style. Don't you want me back, man? You know what Boy, I mean? That sounds amazing. And yeah. I did your yeah. impression yeah. of how you would do it. I love that. DG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This mechanical type of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I had to get more comfortable with my voice, man. Meanwhile, you know, he's got these two gals that have been with him for years, but he's like, you know what? I, I just don't feel like we have the right harmony. So they brought up a session singer to sing the harmony, and those two gals got mad. I bet they did. So he found like a different role for them in the song so they didn't feel left out. Which, okay. I mean,. I was gonna. I, I don't really f- feel a comparison here. Like, what if the Bee Gees, um, and I, I don't remember all their names, but like, what if one left the other two out? You know, it? we got like, Andy Gibb, we got Billy, Billy, Billy Gibb, <laughs> Billy Gibb. I think I don't know. What is it, Andy Gibb? No, Andy was the fourth. Okay, okay. He was a solo guy, but the Bee Gees would do harmony on his songs, right? Usually in the chorus. And like they what left you hear on this. Go, hey, I got some guy that's not even famous oh, to replace Barry, you. Okay, Barry, um, Maurice, Robin. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. What if they go, hey, we're bringing in a guy that's not even famous and he's going to replace you on that one? You what go, if the Hansons, what if it was just one of the boys, like the middle child, doing a song on his own? That's how they broke like, up. They did that. The youngest one went out and did his own thing, and he goes, I got two other guys that could do the same thing you guys got going on. What if Getty Lee told Alex Lifeson and Neil Peart, like, you guys sit this one out? I got another drummer and another bassist, or another guitarist. They'd be mad. They'd be like, oh, easy. I, I would be angry, too, if I was the human league and you knew your window was closing on success. Gloria Estefan did a cover of this song on the Rosie O'Donnell show called I'm Only Cuban. Oh, I thought that was fantastic. That's outstanding. It's that's all great. about food, like that's Cuban food. Great. You know, it all goes to your hips. Oh, that kind of shout stuff. out to Gloria I'm Estefan. I'm only Cuban. Yeah. Man. I was like, man, that was great. That's that was good. good. That's anyway, great. and also Rick Springfield released a cover of this song back in 2005. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to it? Yeah. Oh, God. I'll play it for you during the break. It, Rick. It's not, you know, if you're really interested, go up on YouTube and check it out. Rick Springfield, he's got the one song. It's uh, the one song. He's a one-hit wonder, I think. I'm pretty sure he is. Well, you know, when your brother's Bruce. I mean, wait a minute, no. <laughs> Rick Springsteen? 
Isn't that who you said Springfield? <laughs> now, oh, God. You know, if he was brother of Dusty Springfield, Springfield. Uh-huh. now we're talking. Which now I gotta look go look up if he has any uh, famous relatives. I think he does. I think Bruce Springsteen's his brother. I, I, I thought I heard that somewhere. I'm pretty sure. This song, though, is just horrible. It, the, uh, the intro is like iconic man it's like wow 80s but the longer you go you go this one hit number one and the other one didn't his last name is gaddy john gaddy you idiot that's an office reference office reference there you go totally different two different names no wonder it went to number one the the mob got it pushed to number one all right let's take a time out dgs ask us anything next Rick Springfield and Dusty Springfield, not related. Oh. Rick Springfield, his real name is Richard Springthorpe. <laughs> well, I would change my name, too. <laughs> but again, an Australian. <laughs> yeah, they're weird down there, right? I mean, they kind of like, they, they probably I mean, changed the name they, on purpose. Well, I mean, it was a prison colony for England originally, <laughs> so right. why wouldn't they go with something to sound at least a little more appropriate for England? Springthorpe. I'm Dr. Springthorpe. Thank you very much. Today's Ask. Ask us anything. Uh, today's Ask a K-Rocker. We loved. It was uh, Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather um, listen to the same song for the rest of your life or never listen to the same song twice? Okay. This is really easy. I would rather I would li- rather only be able to listen to one song one time. That way I can listen to every song. Sure. And at least get to experience it. Mhm. You wouldn't go to bed one day like uh, there was that one song I heard I can't even think of it anymore. Well, the, it sounded beautiful. The problem is that they're not qualifying it by trapping you with the one song being uh, I love you, you love me from Barney. As I say, oh. what if that one song you oh. hear for the rest of your life is not a good song? <laughs> yeah, then you're really screwed. Like, would you rather travel to Topeka the rest of your life or get to travel everywhere once? Get to travel everywhere okay. once. Okay. Uh, yeah, top city. Your tops in my book. Sajay? Oh, yeah, I'm on the same boat. It's yeah. like, I already listened to so many different genres that it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> I had an overwhelming amount of people say they'd rather hear one song for the rest of That's their life. That's insane. You would go insane. Yeah, I you think you would. You also wouldn't like music. You Yeah, you would stop liking. People would go, what? You don't like music like a psychopath? I know somebody that doesn't listen to music in the car. Oh, Mason Voth. Mason Voth not, is not a fan of music. Uh, and he doesn't understand why people go to concerts. Like, that was the whole thing. Is like, why would you go to concerts if you could just listen to it in your car? Oh my God, Mason V with the L on top of L's, dude. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, hey, he also skipped out on going to the Grand Canyon. Stayed in the hotel room. Oh, Mason, I love telling stories about him when he's not here. He is. Uh, he is a fun. He's so funny. <laughs> he skipped out on the Grand Canyon. What are you doing, dude? Okay, sorry. 
Is there something from middle school or, or, or uh, uh, grade school? We always talk about the stuff that they taught us that we never use. What's something that you know you use for sure? And it can't be like math or science. You know what I mean? Uh, like it's... Uh, I was taught how to sneeze properly. Instead of like into your hands, it's what you call a vampire cough, and you yeah. cough into like the bend of your arm. Right, like the thing. Yeah, yeah. This because the cloth of what you're wearing kills the germs. That's true. It's all science. Just smothers it. It's science, sage. Um, for me, it's like typing class. Ah. When we took typing class, I feel like I use that a lot, and I can't oh, stand yeah. people who just kind of Every peck day. at the keyboard. <laughs> that's people me. don't know how to uh, type; they point at their phone. They use their index finger. Oh boy, that's Troy. Instead of no, I oh, know. I <laughs> just kidding. Don't even go there. Or is there anything, Troy, that you can think of that you picked up back in the day, grade school, middle school, that you actually use still to this day? Typing would be right there with you. Yeah. With the, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because Typing wasn't a thing in the 1940s. Oh! We'll I see do. you tomorrow. Roy G. Biv.